Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. The Farm Answers Podcast takes a deeper look at projects funded by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's Beginning Farm and Rancher Development Program and how they are reaching beginning farmers and ranchers. Hi, Leslie. Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Today, I am joined by Leslie Schaller, who works for the Appalachian Center for Economic Networks. And can you tell me about your group, Leslie? What do you do there? Who are y'all serving? Sure. So the Appalachian Center for Economic Networks, commonly we refer to the shorthand, ACENET, is a community-based economic development organization. And we primarily serve the 32 counties of Appalachia, Ohio, which is actually a pretty large subregion of the state of Ohio. I always say it's uh, the place where all the hills went. <laughs> so the mission of ACENET is really to grow the regional economy by supporting entrepreneurs and strengthening economic sectors. So we've always worked within the food and farm economy uh, since we were initially formed in 1985. And I'm one of the long Long haulers here, as I like to refer to myself at ACENET. Um, I first started out on the board of directors in 85, and then I've been full-time on staff at ACENET since 1992. So have seen a lot of changes and have worked with a lot of food and farm entrepreneurs over the last really 40 years of living in this community. Yeah, 40 years. That is a while. This is one of the longer, longer in existence groups that I'm speaking with. So this is really cool. I'm excited to hear about your insights and the work that you guys have done. So you got money, we got grant funding in 2019 for a project. Tell me about the project. Tell me why it was needed. Well, I'm going to maybe spool back just a little bit. Uh, I think what sets ACENET um, or differentiates ACENET probably from some of the other awardees in this program is although we've been working with farmers all these years, in 1996, uh, we started a shared use processing facility. It was actually the third rural food business incubator to open. It's called the Food Ventures Center. And then about about 10 years ago, we expanded to our other campus in the city of Nelsonville and opened the Food and Farm Enterprise Center, which is a much larger uh, food hub. And since 2018, we've been serving uh, many beginning farmers who are livestock operators because we have uh, an additional meat processing room. Not a slaughter facility, but we are having uh, whole carcasses of various types of animals come in to produce a variety of different meat products. So that's really, I would say, the genesis of this project is we were very interested in accelerating the success of our beginning farmers by allowing them, really enabling them at all levels to uh, do value-added products. Sounds like you had a lot in place, and that's really neat. I didn't realize that you all were the the third group to start an incubator type program. And you said 96. So I'm trying to do quick math and also not embarrass myself <laughs> at the same time. But over 25 years ago, I think I don't know. Exactly. My, yes. my age may be showing here. I'm like, I don't know. It's a while ago. Yeah. So your project, though. So the whole point was let's keep doing what we've been doing, but bring more people under the tent? Is that kind of the thought? I, I have the title here, Appalachian Beginning Farmers Product 
diversification project. Is that kind of the the idea, though? Like if we can get more people involved, then they'll just it'll grow the economy that much more. Yeah. And we've really and, you know, I want to give credit to the many partners that ASNET works with throughout southeastern Ohio. So there are other anchor organizations like the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association, uh, which had a beginning farmers grant actually prior to our award. And since then, we've also been working with another anchor organization that ACENET has collaborated with since 1992, and that's Rural Action. But I think, again, for this project, you know, that covered 2019 to 2021, we had three goals, and that was really to help beginning farmers to diversify and expand farm revenue, especially extending the season. We work with so many farmers who sell direct, although more and more beginning farmers who have been able to transition to wholesale markets. So dealing with seasonality through value-added products is a real asset. And then ACENET has always developed, I would say, an interest in the coordination of local food value chains. So creating those market linkages, that's been really important, especially since so many of our beginning farmers have told us that, yes, they really appreciate working directly with consumers, maybe through CSA programs or selling direct at farmers markets. They also really wanted to be able to access some of the wholesale markets. And I'm going to probably in a little bit talk about COVID years that have created some new opportunities. And then the third goal, really, of this project was to provide sort of the business planning and, to a large degree, the business branding. So a lot of the beginning farmers would be able to access capital through different stages of growth. Um, We have great relationships with a number of community development finance institutions. Uh, During this project, we also helped many of our beginning farmers access a Kiva loan program. And then during the COVID period in 2020, we secured additional funding um, with other partners throughout Central Appalachia to create the Central Appalachia Family uh, Farm Loan Program. So those were the three interventions, you know, diversification, especially around value added, creative linkages to uh, wholesale and direct markets, and then really helping beginning farmers access capital. And a lot of that is being, I would say, uh, flexible looking at available capital beyond traditional bank loans. It's really quite robust and it's a lot of the same needs you hear from beginning farmers. I need help figuring out how to access a market or how to market my product but also how do I access capital? So there's a lot of just accessibility things with beginning farmers and and here you are at ACENET and you've built a really robust program. So can you tell me a little bit, how does your program help beginning farmers? You kind of described that, but what, what did this program look like? Was it in-person teaching? Was it on the job training? Tell me more about it, Leslie. 
Well, you know, we were awarded this funding at the end of 2019. And obviously, when we prepared the application, uh, we did not have a crystal ball to see what uh, the COVID pandemic would impact, not just this program, but just our farmers overall. So uh, what had originally been expected to have a lot of in-person trainings, uh, peer exchange gatherings, uh, site visits. Uh, with some of our more established farm mentors really pivoted to a lot more online trainings. So we really upped our game in terms of doing more webinars. We still did. We we never shut down at ACENET. So all of our processing facilities and our food hub remained open. So we still did a lot of one-on-one technical assistance and support to our beginning farmers. But it did, it did uh, change a little bit in terms of what we initially had outlined for our scope of work. 2020, 21, you know, really, I think, uh, upended a lot of our expectations, especially working in rural places. Yes, yeah, so absolutely. What you just shared is certainly not atypical. And a lot of the different folks that I've interviewed, yeah, COVID threw a wrench into everyone's plan <laughs> and everyone had a different way to address it. So that's interesting to hear that. Okay, so we obviously had to move away from like in-person classes and things, but we were able to get out to to farms and to meet with people just to do more one-on-one work, which sometimes that's even better, right? When you're really able to kind of get down in the dirt and just meet people where they're at and give them that individualized type training. Is that is that kind of what you found? Yeah, I think the other thing, Betty, that we found definitely was quarter by quarter, things change. So we just had to be really nimble in terms of what people were comfortable doing. I think to a large degree, because of the protocols we had put in place in our food enterprise facilities, folks felt pretty comfortable coming and still doing value-added processing and receiving you know, a lot of the food safety, FDA, and HACCP training. So that, you know, we were able to do it and even occasionally smaller groups or certainly uh, one-on-one. And I think by by early 2021, people were, aside from just the appetite to, to want to be back together, more people were had been vaccinated. So we were able to reinitiate some of those site tours that we wanted to accommodate uh, at various uh, farms. So, you know, by 2021, we had more stuff happening in person. Oh, I love it. You picked right back up where you left off, right? Is that how you say that? Yeah, I picked up where you left off. There you go. I got it that time. (laughs) So do you have any stories about how, you know, this particular program or something else at ACENET has really helped a farmer, helped someone become a farmer, maybe improve their operation? We love hearing these individual stories on the podcast because I think they just, they resonate. They're really relatable and it's fun to hear these really, you know, tangible results. Yeah, I have some great stories. And I think, again, they they sort of reflect how we uh, remained resilient, especially in 2020 and 21. Two of our livestock operators, uh, Primaterra Farm and Farm on the Ridge, uh, one operates in uh, Southern Perry County and Farm on the Ridge is from Jackson County. They continued to come and use our Food and Farm Enterprise uh, Center and 
I would say in many ways, they were able to transition from some of their direct market opportunities to to new wholesale options. So they were able to get into grocery stores with their meat products. Our local market here called Kindred Market, uh, Keller Market House, uh, another uh, larger social enterprise grocery up in Fairfield County. And I think what we learned certainly in uh, 20 and 2021 that we were able to help many of our area farmers markets stay open. So people had increases in their direct sales because a lot of customers felt more comfortable uh, shopping in an open air farmer's market situation. And then we also found that there was so much emphasis on supply chain disruptions, especially around uh, national meat supply, that a lot of our beginning farmers who were livestock operators, they were just able to really increase their sales. So we just found an interesting development where there was a lot more local commitment in the marketplace from local uh, customers. So that was exciting to see. That is really exciting. And I've heard that from other beginning farmers that are livestock producers. The pandemic wound up being just a different time for them and a time when people were, to your point, more interested in local foods for a whole bunch of different reasons. And Hopefully through that process too, they were able to engage and retain those folks as well. But that's that's great to hear. How does a beginning farmer engage with your program? Well, there's so many different ways. I mean, mostly people find out about us, I would say, through the farmer's market networks. Oftentimes, we're tabling at farmer's markets. Uh, many of our staff members uh participate on the area farmers markets uh, board of directors or uh, really provide a lot of support to the farmers market associations. So that's probably the most frequent entry point. But we also do uh, a lot of presentations at local gatherings or regional gatherings. So folks get connected to us, I would say, usually from social media, from our e-newsletter, we do a, a lot of promotions overall. If I could just give one more story. One of our younger beginning farmers, family farmers, uh, it's called Root 56, R-O-O-T, which plays on the fact that their farm is actually located on Route 56 here in Athens County. So these are really amazing young farm family. And they had been growing a variety of different peppers. That was sort of their specialty. But vegetables, berries, they do maple syrup. They were really interested in working with AceNet after they got to know us through the Athens Farmers Market. So they've developed a variety of value-added products, uh, hot sauces, and then they use our de uh, dehydration equipment um, and have made a variety of different pepper powders. Again, they started out selling direct and are now starting to get some of the hot sauce uh, product lines onto grocery stores. Uh, shelves as well. So that's just another interesting example of how people get to know the AceNet staff, maybe initially through the, the farmer's markets. They've been a, a member of the Athens farmer's market just since 2021, but have had this, uh, I would say, faster advancement because of all these network uh, connections. 
Oh, they sound pretty, pretty amazing and pretty entrepreneurial. So they just started in 2021 and they have product on well, the shelf? Well, they had been farming for a while. They started actually officially as a Athens Farmers Market uh, member in 2021. Gotcha. So. Okay. No, it's impre- it's just really impressive. But what a great thing that you've helped to build out and got to see build out too. What uh, what's going to be next for AceNet? Well, um, again, we're in partnership with Rural Action. Uh, they were, I think, they were awarded uh, Beginning Farmers and Ranchers Development Program grant about a year and a half ago. So we have been partnering with them as a sub awardee on their whole farm planning series. So many of our staff members have been presenters uh, both online uh, in their webinars, but also in person. Now that we're starting to do uh, a lot more in-person workshops. So that has been, uh, again, you know, Appalachian Center for Economic Networks. We're all about the network uh, weaving. Uh, In many ways, it's sometimes hard to see uh, where Rural Action or ACENET starts and ends uh, because we do so much collaborative work. And then I mentioned uh, one of our other statewide partners, the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. So OFA connects us to a lot of uh, beginning farmers throughout southeastern Ohio. And we're also, as an anchor organization, uh, participating since 1992 in the Central Appalachian Network. Um, again, we love our acronyms, <laughs> commonly referred to. We have to. talked to OFA, and I recognize <laughs> the name because that's what they go by, and it's very distinctive. So there's nothing wrong with acronyms, and this is yeah, exciting so to kind know, of see how people inter, you know interplay with each other, too. Yeah. So at the regional level, then we're working with CAN, which is the Central Appalachian Network. And a lot of our work is within three food and ag system working groups. And one of them is 100% focused on beginning farmers. So not only ACENET and Rural Action in southeastern Ohio, but many of our partners throughout West Virginia, Southwest Virginia, Eastern Kentucky are all looking at ways that we can assist beginning farmers. And I would say one of our high priorities right now is looking at ways to improve land access for beginning farmers. So, you know, what programs need created, what resources are existing, how do we work with uh, many of the agencies throughout USDA to really help beginning farmers get a leg up? There are some good programs out there, and there's certainly an opportunity for more. And I think there's always room for connection in that arena because land and capital access are two very, very common thing themes rather for, for beginning farmers. Well, um, I really enjoyed our conversation today. It's really neat to hear about, as you said it well, we do a lot of net, we do lots of networking, and it definitely sounds that way. Can you tell me what your website is, your social media handles, and we're sh- we will share those with the listeners too? Sure. So we love people to visit our website. It's uh, acenetworks.org. And pretty much if you go to our website, you can subscribe to our e-newsletter. You can connect connect to our Facebook and our Instagram handles as well. Um, We do occasionally use Twitter, but I would say probably you'll get the most information just Googling ACENET in terms of our Facebook posts. We're probably most, I would say, accessible through Facebook. 
Okay. Active on the Facebook. Well, I probably should give a good shout out to our staff members who do a lot of the the reels and the videos. So if you're looking for maybe some of the photographs from our farm tours or some of our farm uh, mentees and mentors in the Beginning Farmers programs, the Instagram site is also great. Very good. All right. Well, thank you again uh, for joining me today. And if people are interested, check out acenetworks.org. Yeah, learn more. Thanks, Leslie. Okay. Thanks so much, Betty. Thank you for listening to the Farm Answers podcast. This episode was hosted by Betty Burning, produced by Curtis Monken and Jeff Reisdorfer. Listen and subscribe to the Farm Answers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major streaming platforms. Tell your smart device to play the Farm Answers podcast. To learn more about this USDA NIFA BFRDP project and other projects, visit farmanswers.org. The Farm Answers podcast and farmanswers.org are funded by the United States Department of Agriculture, National Institute of Food and Agriculture, and are a product of the Center for Farm Financial Management at the University of Minnesota. 